0: Before we get into today's episode, let's chat about our sponsor, Jane. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software designed to help you create charts for your clients, book, schedule, process payments, and literally run your entire practice online.
1: The team at Jane knows our time is valuable, so they've created online intake forms to help you spend less time on paperwork and more time with your clients. To streamline
0: our intake process, Jane makes it easy to automatically email intake forms at the time of booking. We can gather patient data, consents, insurance information, and payment details all before the client even walks through the door.
1: And to help them remember to fill out their forms, Jane has us covered with a friendly email reminder sent 24 hours before their appointment
0: to learn more head to jane.app slash guide or use the code edge couch one mo so e-d-g-e-c-o-u-c-h numerical one m-o at sign up to receive a one month grace period applied to your new jane account and now
1: on to the episode to Season 6 of Edge of the Couch. We are here to create a space to delve into the topics that were either shied away from or dismissed because they were too big, too nuanced, too risky, or too uncomfortable to talk about in school or even supervision. Edge of the Couch is not training or
0: supervision. It is for student therapists, new therapists, and therapists wanting to continue to explore their evolving therapist identities and ways of working. When we are talking about clients, please know we are deeply committed to protecting client confidentiality. We are too passionate Therapist and good friends sharing our personal opinions about the therapeutic process.
1: Come join us at the Edge of the Couch.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Edge of the Couch. I'm Allison McCleary. And I'm Jordan Pickell. This is a topic that someone reached out to us about. It wasn't even like a question, it was kind of just like, a, hey, I like when you talk about this. Can you say more? the phrasing that we use when we say that we are fellow travelers with our clients today we're going to talk a little bit about what that means what we mean when we say it what the framework looks like and really how it informs the work that we do with our clients jordan where would you start if someone were to say fellow traveler what does that mean
1: i was introduced to this topic from ylan's book gift of therapy mm-hmm. were you introduced to it before or was that like your first
0: i don't even i don't even remember I don't even remember if it's in Gift of Therapy.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like an entire chapter. I think it's so, yeah, an entire it chapter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, introduced by him in his book, Gift of Therapy, which is the first book I read about therapy, I think. Let's talk about what it is. Like, What does that actually mean Yeah. in terms of the therapeutic process? It's a metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor.
0: I think it's an, a way to look at the therapeutic work that we do that is different from the medical model, that is different from other models, wherein perhaps there has been emphasis on the therapist as the expert and the client as the person like seeking help or in need that puts the client and the therapist on different levels. However, mm-hmm. you think about that. So there, were, there was a lot of, I mean, we think about Freud doing therapy. We even think about you know roger's doing therapy it just looked very different and that this is the evolution of feminist therapy of existential therapy of kind of humanist driven therapy to say wait a second what if i wanted the relationship to look different than expert and person seeking expert and this i think fellow traveler is that it's how can we how can we recognize that we are just two people in the room as often as possible
1: With our own, yeah, experiences and identities, but also we're both continuing to grow on this life path. And I think this is, um, I think this is true that we continue to grow. Like when people talk about human development, it just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just stop when you turn 21 or 25 or whatever the age is. It's like lifelong. And so we continue to grow and change as we, you know, when I was 24 versus when I'm 34. Totally. The fellow traveler metaphor is moving us away. Well, it just completely blows up the idea of the neutral therapist. It's like, oh, you're actually a human Mm -hmm. with your own, you know, perspective and your own experience. You have your areas of unawareness and your flaws as much as maybe the person that you're sitting with. They happen to be the person who's coming to you for support. And it's funny that we're
0: naming it as metaphor because I actually think it's both metaphor and literal. It is metaphor in that we're talking about like the therapeutic journey, which is this, you know, abstract thing. And it's an experience and it's this like umbrella, but then literally we are sitting across from these people and we are the ones making eye contact with them. We are the people sharing space with them, whether it's virtual or in person. There is a literal journeying that happens like with our clients that is much more tangible than like, ah, whatever this like abstract thing is like journeying. It's like, no, I'm literally the person meeting with you once a week over a course of time that is like temporal and changing. And that feels very like concrete
1: in some ways too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's very, I think it's a very central framework metaphor, but maybe there's a continuum, but I do think that some people have a service provider medical model sort of perspective. And then there are other folks who are like, hey, you come on my couch and we talk. And there is more of this vulnerability and there's a casual nature to the reciprocity in the conversation.
0: Yeah, I think reciprocity is huge in this, that we emphasize or celebrate that the energy is bi-directional, that like... Mm -hmm. A client is not just giving us i don't even know like complaints or what's wrong or presenting problem and the therapist is not just giving like here's what to do mm-hmm. it's much more like complicated and intimate
1: than that especially over the course of several years working with some of my clients and thinking about how we each have changed yeah. even by each other like yes. we've been changed by each other mm-hmm. i've grown having sat with them and known them and witnessed their work and learned about myself in being together, let alone all the work that they've done. Yes. And yeah, it's just so, so human. I think we hear the phrase like human first, therapist second a
0: lot, at least in Mm. our circles, that there's like kind of this little phrase, a catchphrase, motto, whatever. But I think the practice of human first is viewing the therapy You don't have to use the phrase fellow traveler if like that's a bit too woo-woo or whatever. Like you don't love that. That's fine. But if you view the therapeutic work as a relationship that Mm -hmm. is special and sacred and different, that you don't view yourself as this, you know, person on a pedestal who has all the answers, that that's where we really sink into like, what does it mean to be human first? Mm -hmm. And, And I think we can get into like mistake making, which we've talked so much about. And like, that is very human. And there's also about like viewing the therapeutic relationship from a human first fellow traveler lens. It just changes the whole way the work
1: looks. Something that comes up for me when I'm doing the work and I have that front of mind is that when I am saying something that I know is informed by my own experiences, Mm -hmm. whether it's with working with other clients or it's my own personal outside of therapy experiences, I will own that. Based on my personal experience, yeah. so it may not be true for you. Yes. If I were in that position, I might feel insecure Yeah, in the situation that you're talking about. Yes, it's sort of projecting onto them, but, the, but it's not doing it mindlessly. It's mm-hmm. like, I know that I'm bringing this and I'm not saying this as a therapist. This is what's going on here. Yes. I am diagnosing this situation. Yes. It's me knowing because of my own lived experience, this is a possibility of what you might be experiencing.
0: And I could be wrong. I do think that when we look more at a medical model or we look more at a manualized approach, there might be instances where a therapist is saying to a client, you're insecure. You mm-hmm. saying this makes me believe you're insecure yep. versus what you just said, which is like, I would feel insecure based on how things have happened for me. Does that fit for you? First of all, I just think it's much more rich because we're, we're wrong so often that if we were to just always say it as if we know it, we would just be wrong. And I think it breeds like connection. And if I'm your client, there's a moment inside my head. Maybe I say it, maybe I don't of like, oh, sometimes Jordan feels insecure too. That's good to know because she Mm -hmm. seems so together. She seems so secure, right? This can happen. Our clients can think of us as, you know, professional or, you know, got it all figured out. But when we allow them to glimpse that we are also there with them that is not a thing unique to them or to only like broken people or whatever. Healing can
1: come from that place. It's also a reminder that we're two different people. Oh, so I it can that. be like, oh, I don't I don't feel insecure. Yeah. But you do in mm-hmm. that situation. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take that on as like, oh, I guess you're telling me I'm insecure. I'm insecure. Yes. That must be how I'm feeling. But it's like we have these vulnerabilities that are unique to ourselves. Yeah. And um I have my own and you have your own. It's very, yeah, that very um mutual understanding, empathy, yeah. and also just differentiation. We are different. Yes. And that that's okay. Oh, I love that we're naming this because a fellow traveler is
0: not, hey, sometimes we're in this together. We are, you know, sharing an experience. Your experience mirrors mine or vice versa. Fellow traveler is like, I'm here with you no matter what you're experiencing, even if it's vastly different from what I think I would be experiencing or what I am experiencing Mm -hmm. right now. It's not Mm -hmm. like we're twins traveling together. It's Mm -hmm. like we are both just our own people in this conversation together, figuring out what's going on together, bringing so much stuff to the table individually that can make us very different. And that's okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think some people, unconsciously, maybe I'm talking about myself, some people (laughs) unconsciously um, start modeling themselves after their therapists, Mm. you know, of like, oh, this is what wellness looks like, or Mm -hmm. this is what resilience looks like. It doesn't have to look the same. I don't know. There's just more room to to do things differently. You and I have talked about
0: Jordan, that we actually are okay. And in fact, really celebrate when clients disagree with us Mm -hmm. or tell us that something hasn't worked that we've kind of sent them off to try, because we can't assume that what works for us or what worked for 10 other clients is going to work for this person in this model, their space of like, that didn't work for you. We're going to try again with something else versus, well, I only came equipped with one option. And if it isn't working for you, it must mean there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. As this fellow traveler, it's like permission to be in the messiness with the client instead of feeling like I have to have the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like loops to like imposter syndrome, loops right. to like when I don't know what to say, mm-hmm. links to all these other conversations we've had. When we step into the room, assuming that we have to be the expert, I think our anxiety skyrockets.
1: Yeah and like have it all together and that whole thing about being super young and being like I don't know anything and knowing that I didn't know anything (laughs) right and it's just like oh wait I can own the fact that I'm young yeah and be like this and I remember saying this to a few clients at the time like I have what I've learned in school Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna bring Mm -hmm. and I bring myself as a person but I'm not a parent I'm not all the things that I wasn't at the time. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I do have some skills to bring. I have some skills and
0: I'm going to stay in the shit with you. Mm -hmm. So like when it is hard and when it is messy and when it is painful, this fellow traveler is a commitment of like sticking around. And again, of course, I'm not talking about like if a client is abusive or, you know, not paying for services, whatever I'm talking about in the 99% of therapeutic relationships, yeah, I don't know everything because I can't, but I'll be here to figure mm-hmm. it out with you together.
1: Some things are coming to mind around maybe not limits, but things to keep in mind mm. around this way of work. I mean, you mentioned one or like around mistake making and yeah. how it's not just like full permission to like yeah. kick your shoes. Off. I mean Part blanche, totally just... kick your actual shoes off, <laughs> but like still be in your role, but be human. We want to be careful to live our ethics and our values. But some things that came to mind when I'm thinking about fellow traveler is one that not everyone resonates with that language. So 100 percent. If you use that language and you see their face kind of turn, use try to find different words to describe what you're talking about. Oh, you even mean the if word you're
0: from, the therapist talking to a client?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if yes. You're hard therapist too. Either way. There are, it's a phrase that can really illustrate what the experience is, but there's, I mean, I think it's actually better to define, describe what you're talking about. Because if you're just like, we're fellow travelers, people will be like, okay, sounds great. (laughs) Or they're going to be like,
0: what? Yes. My therapist, as I was crying, was just like, it's okay we're fellow travelers. Yes, we're um, as right. fellow
1: travelers on this journey. Some yeah. past clients of mine have hated on the word journey. You say the word journey and they'll oh. be like or they'll say that about other people like, oh, they say, you know, oh, I'm on my journey. I get it. Um and I'm just going to like, I'm pre- if not if I haven't used that word yet, I'm definitely <laughs> going to use that word yeah. at some point. I love realizing the word it. journey. Especially with therapy, And that's completely yeah. valid. And I think that's true for fellow traveler too. So being able to describe it for yourself if you don't like that language or for the client, whether they like it or not, just to explain Mm -hmm. what you're even talking about. So like I'm gonna be a person and show up, and I'm also growing in this human life of mine, and I'm gonna change. Maybe I'll lose some people or there'll be illness or they'll be like all kinds of things happen. We're gonna grow together. Like I have my own unique perspective. Another thing. Is that it's a mistake when people have this idea, and their idea is, "I've already ri- arrived there." Oh, so I need yes. to tell you when <laughs> I was where you were. Yes, this is what helped mm. me. Which I think there's there's They're some safe. room for that. Ca- but there's delicate. a certain mindset yes. of like I was where you're at right now, mm-hmm. and let me tell you about it. Way to just foreclose on further discussion because the whole point is their journey is different than yours. So just because you see yourself reflected in their feelings or the baseline mm-hmm. situation that they're in, you don't give them advice. We're not giving people advice to get through what we what we got through in the past. Yes.
0: And <laughs> I, yeah. do, I do think there can be not advice in that way, not like do this, but I do think that it's okay, at least in my opinion, to say to clients, there was a time when I was there, again, not when it's Mm -hmm. like the first time they're mentioning it or like (laughs) really emotional for them. They're like, I've been there, right? Like don't be condescending or infantilizing. Mm -hmm. But I think I have said to clients before, you know, I've been in a similar place. Here is what I've tried. Do you want to like learn more about that? Please know it's okay if it doesn't work for you, you don't like it. So I think that there's something around like being thoughtful, being tentative really like encouraging autonomy that that slips us back into the expert place. If we're like, oh, been there, done that. And I'll tell you exactly the 10 step routine to get there.
1: It's a different frame than what you're talking about, though, because what you're saying is I'm on my journey. Mm -hmm. You're on yours. Mm -hmm. I was at a place where it looked very similar. And this is how I got through that rocky time. While the person that I'm thinking about or the way of speaking about it, that I'm imagining is that the person is going, I already walked along that path. I see. I'm done. And you're behind me. Yes. And I'm gonna show you how to get through it. Right.
0: That doesn't
1: that doesn't sit right with me. But I think some people will think, well, hear a fellow traveler, and that will that's the image that will come to their mind. Like I'm further along. (laughs) How do I encourage them there? Yeah. You know, and that's where that idea that therapists have it all together is wrong.
0: I also think it's very easy as a therapist. We've talked about this when it's like we have a gut sense of where that client is going in terms of shifting or changing, or like we see a puzzle piece connected that they haven't articulated yet. Mm -hmm. It can be really hard to slow oneself down as a therapist to say, whoa, 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 they are not there yet. You need to slow your pace. If we're imagining two people walking down a path. To stick with them, you do not set the pace the client does. Um, But I have certainly been there where I can feel myself wanting to like sprint up the hill to like, Mm -hmm. let's get to the realization here. Let's click these pieces together. Like, this is clearly about your sister or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And having to go, wait a second, come back, meet the client where they're at. There's no point in sprinting ahead. It's not fun for anybody. You don't win just because you figured it out as a therapist. And we can't. Force clients to see something that they don't want to see yet, or can't see yet, or,
1: or don't have the space to see yet. Mm-hmm. Or they don't think it's important, or
0: yeah, or, or it turns out you were wrong, which again happens a lot if we, mm-hmm. if we just assume everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one last thing I'd like to add just you know, you're kind of adding these little warnings is that being a fellow traveler with clients does not mean being boundaryless with them, mm-hmm. right? Sinking into the humanity is not like. Well, we're people, so you know none of the ethics apply, as you kind of said. And so it's is this very delicate but important balance of like having policy and understanding why you do and understanding your ethical decision making models, and treating your clients like people, being in the trenches with them emotionally, but not I, there's like there can be a bleeding that or a, a smudging that mm-hmm. happens sometimes of those mm-hmm. lines when we want to put humanity first. I think we can sometimes end up in really tricky ethical situations.
1: Let me share with you, go into detail about things of my life. It's just yeah. like over disclosing things. Yeah. Mm. Where we're two people, so I can just be open, and I think that that's that's sort of the ideal. But that's with the idea that you just have natural boundaries yes. in line. Like, Thoughtful of course, there. I'm not going to. Yeah, of course, I'm not going to yeah. share with you. You know, like oh, life. my sister was in the hospital. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. There are things that we do not share with clients
1: for a very good reason. Yes. Being really thoughtful about who you share those pieces with and how it's actually relevant to the person that you're with. I love talking about
0: this fellow Mm. traveler piece. We should write about it. We should write something. I feel like there's something here. We probably would not be the first or the last, but it feels like juicy. As we begin to think about wrapping up, what's here for you?
1: What do you want to leave on the table for folks? Ooh. Hmm. What do I leave, want to leave in the table? I don't know. I guess thinking about how, how do you, I'm asking the audience here, mm. listeners, how do you understand therapy? Like, what is the metaphor that comes to your mind? Does fellow traveler resonate for you or is it more like, I don't know, coach player oh, or like ooh, okay. guide explorer or um, I don't know? uh weightlifter and spotter that's (laughs) a good one
0: sometimes I would do like boat captain and like second in command or whatever what do they call them right pilot and
1: co-pilot there you go yeah something I don't know and all of those are image I don't know yes there's there's space to to consider what is it whether it resonates with clients or not but just for myself how do I understand my role in therapy? And um, mm-hmm. what kind of metaphor resonates for me and feels like alive and like speaks to the experience? So, if
0: you're listening, we encourage you to think about how you think about what your role is with your clients, how you want to be going into the work. As always, we want to know what you think. Please send us DMs on Instagram, Edge of the Couch Pod. You can send us an email. Jordan, what is that email address? Connect at edgeofthecouch.com. You can check us out on Patreon where we talk about some cool stuff. Patreon.com
1: slash edge of the couch. Uh, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> and if you have a suggestion
0: for something you would like to hear this season, season six, please make sure that you let us know because we always want to know what is kind of like hot and here right now and coming up for new and emerging therapists as they're in the work.
1: See everybody. Bye-bye. Katie here from the Jane team. Today, I want to take a moment to highlight a few of Jane's telehealth features. Jane's one-to-one online appointments make it easy for practitioners just like you to meet with their clients online in a secure and compliant environment. But we know your practice isn't limited to solo sessions. That's why Jane also offers online appointments for families and couples, where you can conveniently meet with two to 12 related clients at once. Jane's group telehealth features also come with the tools to enable a client waiting room, blurred backgrounds, in-call chat, a session timer, screen share, and more. If you're eager to get started, or you have questions about Telehealth with Jane, you can head to janeapp forward slash telehealth to book a one-on-one demo.
0: Thanks for listening we'd love to hear from you send us an email at connect at edge to tell us what you think ask a question or let us know what type of episode you'd love to hear you can even send us a voice
1: note for us to play in a future episode you can support us by giving us a review on apple podcasts sharing the show with a friend or supporting us on patreon join us next time at the edge of the couch